an old song. Not too familiar with us in the Catholic Church, but a song with some great meaning. Some of you might know it. Shackled by a heavy burden, neath a load of guilt and shame, then the hand of Jesus touched me, and now I am no longer the same. He touched me, oh, he touched me, and oh, the joy that floods my soul. Something happened, and now I know he touched me and made me whole. What an awesome song, beautiful song. You know, all through our scriptures, the hand of God plays such great uh, importance to us. It's by the hand of God that he creates, by the hand of God that we exist, by the hand of God that we come to know, to love, and to serve him in his kingdom. All we can go all the way back into the, the um, Hebrew scriptures, to the Old Testament, in the books of Exodus and Deuteronomy, it's God that takes his finger and writes those commandments for us on those tablets of stone. It's in the prophet Daniel where we hear about this hand suddenly appearing and writing on a wall. The hand of God suddenly appears and writes on the wall, warning the, the uh, Pharaoh that he's going to lose it all. If he doesn't turn back to God, he's going to lose his kingdom, his prestige, his power, his wealth. In the book of Exodus, during that third plague of the, the, the flies, the gnats, whatever we want to interpret that to be, uh, the magicians who all through this, these, these uh, plagues have been trying to emulate them and to recreate them to show the Pharaoh that these aren't things of God. They're, only, they're, they're just made up. They're making this up. And suddenly the magicians turn to, to Pharaoh and they say, we can't replicate this. This is only done by the finger of God. It can only be done by the finger of God. Even in our Christian scriptures, the New Testament, the touch of Jesus is so powerful. And it shows the power that God gives to him as the son, the authority to reign over sin and death the authority to be who he is, God from God, light from light, true God from true God. His touch, his hand, his finger, so important to us. We look at our scripture carefully. We see, and I just picked a few things out randomly. Jesus uses his hand, his fingers, to heal and to restore and to forgive. Lepers. The blind, the deaf, the mute, those with speech impediments, those who, who had withered hands or some kind of paralysis or another debilitating disease, people with fevers and illness. He uses that hand, he uses his finger to cast out demons and unclean spirits. His touch turned water into wine. His touch turned a few fish and loaves to enough that there were fragments left over and everyone was full. His touch forgave the sins of people. His touch raised the dead. Even in his final days as he's making his way to, to the cross, his hand, his touch, his finger heals the ear. And we'll hear this next Sunday during the Passion Reading. Remember when Peter takes the sword and, and, he, and he cuts off the, the ear of the high priest's servant and Jesus t 
touches him and heals it and restores it. And most importantly for you and I today, it is his hand, his touch, his finger that will take simple things of bread and wine and make them for us his body and his blood. We spend a lot of time touching things, pointing things, doing things with our hands. Our hands are so important to us. You know, even a paper cut debilitates us. Sometimes we spend too much time, we spend almost a lifetime pointing out the faults of others. We have fingers that can quickly accuse or shift blame, and even as we heard today, to condemn. We have fingers that hurt others, we have fingers that bring anger to people. But Jesus is always showing us a better way. Jesus is always offering for us something new, As we heard in that first reading, I'm making all things new. And making that new may require that as we're pointing those fingers, we have to point them at ourselves and confess our own faults and conquer our own sins. But only Jesus can do that. So they were so upset, you know, who is this person? Who is this Jesus that he thinks he can condemn sins? Only God can, can, can forgive sins. When Jesus writes with his finger in that sand, it becomes for us a very visible symbol of the divinity and the authority that he has to not only write and to enact, but to interpret God's law for us. I love how he did that. He just looked at them all and he said, okay, keep your stone in your hand and then think a little bit. When you're ready, you throw it. And they put it down. Put it down. See, Christ is always recreating us from our sinful ways to new, better ways. He sees us sometimes in the sinfulness that we have, but he makes us new persons. And instead of seeing us as sinners who should be condemned and punished, he sees us as people of grace, vessels of love. And so his writing in the sand so long ago says to all of us this day that we're all given another chance. Not just the second chance, but chance after chance after chance, whenever we are contrite, whenever we confess our sins to God and ask for his mercy, he's always ready to give it. So today, I think we who are shackled by the heavy burdens of our sin, we who carry the loads of guilt and shame, let Jesus touch us because we won't be the same. We'll be so moved that we'll feel different inside. We'll we'll live differently. We'll love differently. We'll see the world differently. We'll see each other differently. All because he touched us. That joy will flood our soul. Today, let something happen. Let's ask the Lord to make us whole.